Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We are excited to start this year of 2023 with beautiful Alicia Power and the Creator Beings. This is a beautiful time for our topic today because we're talking about in this life, God source rules beyond shadow. We'll talk a little bit about shadow, but I think that we know that we are pretty much hopefully done with shadow. And if we're not done with shadow, I don't know if we're ever going to be done with shadow, but I think we're all stronger at recognizing it and can move through it. And the creator beings are always here to assist us. Alicia has been working with the creator beings for 30 years on her spiritual teaching path of four decades. Alicia, welcome, welcome. <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I always celebrate when I'm on your calls, actually, Loren, just because uh, the, the environment is, is an advanced environment and I get so excited about the information flow that's going to start coming through, um, through me from these creator beings that I channel. So I'm excited as well. I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this because it's a huge subject. I know a lot about it. I've covered, with, covered it with them, trained under them with this topic. Uh, under this focus, um, you know, for three decades. So I've got a lot of information about it myself as a human, but I'm so excited to hear what they have to say and what they're wanting to say to your audience today. That's what I'm excited about. It's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> we are definitely excited. And we thank mm. everyone for being here, all the hearts who are here with us live on our Zoom event and all of those who will be joining us on the replay. This is a sacred vessel and we can you know what? I'm already feeling the light pulsations, just like that image in your background. That is a pulsation of light. And that is what we feel. And that is what we sense. And wow. So we're going to just get started with this um, before we do. And I know that you've got things to say. What is your take on the energetics of this new year that we're starting out <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's really interesting because um, just from my point of view, I um, was really busy last year and and I had a great holiday and break over Christmas and New Year over the holidays. And suddenly it was 2023 and I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my God, it's another year, you know, and I have to kind of stick my head into the activity, into the action of this year. So I haven't slowed down enough to kind of turn my attention to these spirit beings and ask, what is the energy of this year? Right now, let's do it. Okay, so I'm just going to tune in. <clears throat> Won't be a moment. They're laughing. Isn't that funny? I, sometimes they do this. There's peals of laughter in the spirit realms. Uh, and I think they're laughing not at us, but just at the, <clears throat> the curiosity of the human realm and the spirit realm. And there's such a, um, they are so sort of fascinated by the dynamic of us as huge beings of light, of angelic beings that we are, 
um, sort of masquerading as little humans for a period of time, right? Just for the small period of time that we are in this human realm. And to them, they find that fascinating. That's what these peals of laughter are about. So we're looking into 2023 going, hmm, I wonder what the energy is going to be like. And that's why, that's why they were kind of humoured by that. <clears throat> Might be a moment. Their fascination by how we see our reality. <laughs> okay, they're saying it's going to be challenging. There's going to be rocks in our path. There's going to be turnstiles, you know, that old, old style kind of term that we have to clamber over to, to get, you know, to move forward and to sort of move past and to, you know, you could say brick walls to move past. I'm saying it's going to be challenging, but the beautiful thing is, and I'm just, I'm just coming in beautifully with this comment, which is that everything is guided. Everything in your, for everyone listening, everything in your reality is being mentored, is being guided. So, yep, there's going to be brick walls. But in that moment that you're meeting your brick wall, all the challenge, and this is for all of us to remember for that moment, right, a snapshot, <clears throat> is if you pause, it gives a chance for the worlds of spirit, for your spirit mentors to edge closer, to come closer in that moment where you pause, you're in the middle of some intensity, you're in the middle of a challenge. And they're saying, guys, just put the brakes on for a tiny moment. And these beings arrive just quietly in your auric field. <clears throat> they have an opportunity in that moment to swish, to transmit a feeling towards you of you are not alone. So here you are in the middle of this overwhelming, you know, you're in the ocean and the waves are, you know, breaking all over you and it's, you're out of control. It's an intense moment. But if you just stop for a moment and just breathe and pause, they give you the feeling that you're not alone and that something is bigger than this, than that moment of challenge. They're just describing this just quickly and gently um, <clears throat> to say, yep, it's not going to be an easy year, but it's going to be a year where you do learn that one, you've got one foot in two boats. You've got one foot in the world's of spirit and one foot in the world in the world of humanity of being human, and use that foot that's in the world of spirit, so that they come in, um, so that they can come closer to you in a moment like that of challenge, uh, and honor the moment, because in that moment there's an opportunity, and this is what they want to describe. There's an opportunity of opening your your lens, your video lens, your camera lens, to see a slightly wider point of view perspective in that moment of challenge and you know <clears throat> you could do a quick um, shift of perspective where you're a huge being of light standing with you the human in this huge challenge and there's could be a moment of a little chuckle of yep it's a huge challenge but there's something a lot more than this reality, than this physical reality. There's a lot more. And that's why you can just relax a little bit and loosen up in that moment and not take it that seriously, not as seriously as you, as we sometimes do. We lock ourselves up out of panic and have our, our, our logical mind just locks us up. So they're just trying to say that, guys, as you walk through this life, meet your challenges with your spirit self, with your higher self. Uh, with your beautiful higher soul, with your mentors, with your spirit mentors, take an opportunity to shift higher in that moment. 
and flow through that um, that block, that challenge with self-love, with self-respect, with love, with love for the moment. So reframing there just quickly, guys, and, and they want to say that 2023, they can see this checklist <laughs> of things that are going to happen and they're not going to be easy. And uh, they're saying, <clears throat> however, humanity is turning around a corner. And um, in the turning off the corner, humanity as a group, as a collective, is gathering strength, is gathering clarity, is gathering power, actually. Um, you know, <clears throat> um, speaking truth to power, that type of power, um, that's gathering in the collective. That is a glorious thing. And that is the process that's that's going to be part of the process of 2023. It's still gathering. That ball is still, that snowball is still in momentum. We're with that. It's a weird thing where it's a private experience, a private reality of us gathering power and the collective as well, gathering power, empowerment and clarity um, of that whole thing of speaking truth to power and sitting in your own truth. So it's a beautiful, it's a weird thing, isn't it, where we're in our own personal experience of revelation <clears throat> and humanity as a collective is in, an ex in its experience of revelation um, of the penny drop as a collective. Anyway, I'm just wow. saying that that's the summary. <laughs> okay, well, this is a beautiful opportunity to <laughs> really um, be present and I love the ability of us to shift our perspective in the face of everything. We have been training for this for a while. And so now it seems that that it's it, 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 when you were talking there, sharing that message, it, it almost seemed as if we were time traveling into the future of those moments. And I could just feel a fortitude of strength of love coming through and we'll remember we i'm sure that each of us will remember as we face um any challenge that comes along that it's a challenge to step into love in this new way and we know how to do it so it's comforting and it may be disconcerting for some but let's not let it be disconcerting let's let's let that be an even stronger anchor into the love and that perspective that we are great beings of light because we are becoming godlike we are becoming masters here and this is where we really have to walk our walk mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. oh my gosh absolutely uh, loran just beautifully beautifully said we are being masters here and you know i encourage everyone to be the master be in your mastership yeah. Right. Because we can be on the on the back foot and feel disempowered and oh my God, you know, oh my God, not some more challenges. Right. We can feel like that. Mm -hmm. And then we can go, hey, hang on a minute. Um, I'm in this physical reality. I've come here to do something. Mm -hmm. And what that doing something is, uh, is to develop my mastery, is to develop my self. Gosh, so many words. So Self-realization, self-respect, self-love, self-recognition, self-recognition. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy moment to self-recognize, by the way. And I'm 
a little bit lazy and I ask my spirit beings in moments of challenge to help me um, lift my perspective. And so, yeah, it's me. I do it. I'm the one that's making the shift into the new self-perspective. But I actually ask them in that moment to jump into my aura and help me make that shift. Right. So, <clears throat> guys, so you're not alone even with that in, in that moment. Right. This is not. A, <clears throat> it's interesting, like the these, excuse me, <clears throat> these spirit beings um, in this moment, they just want to say to you guys that you're not alone, even in those moments where you're being required to grow. <laughs> you know, you're not even alone in in that. It's like they can help you have that penny drop. They can help you even step into a higher point of view in that moment, right? So do not hesitate to ask for that, <laughs> guys, right? That's part of the drill. That's part of the training. Uh, some people say, hey, isn't it disempowering to reach for the spirit worlds and ask them to help you get the lessons? No, you know, this is, we're on a speeding train here and we are um, smart enough to grab the hand that is helping us develop and grow and evolve, to grab the hands of all of our spirit mentors that are standing around us in this virtual reality game, helping us develop and grow. They are so willing. And all we need to do is just in our minds, turn around and ask them to help in that moment, guys. So no, it's not a demeaning thing to ask for help <laughs> from them. Because there's this myth in uh, the new, new age circles or spiritual circles of, no, I've got to do it all myself. No, I mean, yeah, but it's like um, we can't see our electromagnetics. They can. They're masters at it. They can see all our wiring. And um, I don't have any, what do you call it, pride. <laughs> but I just go, hey, guys, do the wiring. <laughs> Shift me, right? And because um, it starts to move into unconscious competency, guys. So there's no, it's not a disempowered moment to ask for your guys' help they're actually wiring you up to strengthen. They're strengthening you in that moment. And that builds. There's a building of that platform. And you, you don't slip backwards. It's like you stay in that rewiring. So it's an opportunity every moment you ask for your spirit guide. Just wanted to mention that. Because <laughs> I... it's, it's the story. Don't ask for help, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I anyway. see it as a beautiful opportunity I mean, to shift not only ourselves or not only the situation, but to show others to be, I want to use that word leader, to be leaders of light so that it is the bigger, more adult way to show up. And so remembering to ask in that moment, because we're not alone, and then witnessing the shift, witnessing how others respond in the face of everything. So thank you for that. And it is words of wisdom that we shall hold on to without mm -hmm. any fear. So um, is it is it safe to say that the challenges or the brick wall that you mentioned is the shadow work? It's something within us that needs to be looked at to be perceived from that higher perspective? as we hold more light. Okay, so let's get into the topic. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just pausing for a moment. It's such a big topic. So I'm just going to wait and see how they want to jump in, how they just want to start edging in. Won't be a moment. 
they just quickly want, they're just saying to me straight away, it's in service to us, Shadow. That's a really, really, for all my three decades of training with them, I'm kind of going, hallelujah. <laughs> That's a really big, big little statement right there. Uh, it's in service to us and, and there's a, there's a big and. Uh, okay, so in the worlds of spirit, let's go back to chunking back to the background information. In the worlds of spirit, there are hierarchies. There is God. There's a background force, God source. And there's emanations from that God source. And that translates into sentient consciousness formats and um, matrices of these sentient consciousnesses right throughout the multiverses. And in each universe, um, there are, and I'm talking about a spirit universe, which includes all the galactic systems, all the star systems, that's in one universe. That's in all of that is in one spirit universe, right? All the galactic systems, right? All of the galaxies, it's in one spirit universe. So within that one spirit universe are so many varieties of tribes, so many, and this is the point, um, levels of authority. It's uh, like a pyramid scheme, if you like. Um, so higher and higher levels of authority. And what that means is, you know, there's no control, nobody controls, but there's mentoring, they're mentoring layers and they mentor those below them and then they mentor those below them and then they mentor those below them. So everyone's got a little job mentoring those below them, below themselves. Uh, that's the way consciousness is structured in the world's spirit. Um, I'm going to say something a little bit controversial just because it's a little bit naughty to say, but that uh, authority layer going up and going down nearly doesn't end going upwards. So it just keeps going upwards, which is a really interesting thing for our little logical mind to try and figure out. Okay. So in the fields of light, in this particular universe that we're in with all of the galactic systems and the star systems in it, in this particular universe, um, just really quickly, I've chatted about this before um, on, on these calls, uh, is that um, this particular one was designed with energy flows that interact and flow around each other and actually, um, I'm just waiting to see, they're, try, they're trying to say something, my spirit teams are trying to say something and I'm not quite understanding it, so I'm kind of going, well, what, what did you just say there? Oh, okay. Commanding attention with each other. Uh, leading in very gently. <laughs> Commanding attention with each other. So this universe originally was thought up as an idea to give a gift to God's source from a point of sentience. So all of those layers in the world of spirit, we're not even talking about humans yet at the moment, which is down in a very dense layer way, way down below crystallized into physicality, right? That's the human layer. We're talking all of the beings in the worlds of spirit included. And it's, they were designed, everything in this universe was designed um, around decision-making, around choice to choose love. And that was a gift to God's source. That was the idea and the design of this entire spirit universe. <clears throat> and in order to have a moment of choice, you have to have a moment of clarity around preference if you want preference, if you want something you don't like and something you do like. 
Uh, and in order, in order to create a trigger to preference, you have to have a moment of awareness of two different, a variety of two varieties of energy, right? And that was the original software that was generated to create that in this universe. Um, to cut to the sort of now moment, that's gone completely out of control because that software, as software does, it's self-replicating and it's self-aware and it's self-replicating. So um, the software, which was the challenge software that, that would create a moment of clarity and, and awareness, um, that's proliferated to the point where it's um, gone into total overdrive and it's hunting. This is the what I call shadow light, the challenge energy, and it's hunting light and trying to shut it down now. So it's gone out of control, self-replicated. And... Um, right throughout the universe so it's a huge challenge and this is the reason why something called creator beings who are out of this universe way above it and oversee many of those types of games saw that this particular universe was out of control with the two with those two softwares with the two dynamics and they dropped a line of light in they asked permission and they've arrived in with their type of light which is out outside the game to come in and add their type of light, which is a certain type of brightness. It's got a certain type of power and clarity to it, which closes down um, rogue software. It closes it down because it's got that authority. It's much higher up in authority. So I'm just backgrounding everyone so that you're catching up with the story. <clears throat> um, and that, that dynamic of the two softwares is everywhere it's in the quantum it's also the quantum is inside of us too we're portals humans are portals humans are gateways uh, your soul isn't just a soul it's many different energy bodies and all of them are radiating their intelligence through that gateway uh, into what you're calling your experience and the way that you're interpreting and um, and the energy bodies that are glued to this and sort of glued as in like attracted and magnetized to this human experience, right? Uh, so energy and perception and um, reactions and learning, all of it's coming through a portal. And it's a really sophisticated setup. And we are self-aware. We're um, learning, making decisions, making choices, making, showing, you know, feeling our preferences. Um, but what I want to quickly say is that software is permeated through all our energy bodies, by the way, all our soul energy bodies that are carrying memory from past existences in our Akashic records, which are sitting inside as resonating memory, as, as uh, frequencies in all our energy bodies. And all of that mishmash of energy is coming through the portal into our sentience, into our self-awareness, and we're kind of bumping up against our thoughts, our reactions, our feelings, <clears throat> our conclusions, uh, as we're just living our life. And as you're listening to this, and any, any second of your life, uh, you're having this, you're tasting things and you're making decisions about them. <clears throat> However, so the, the, those two softwares are running a, a game. It's like a football game right through everything, right through your perception lens, right through who you've been in other existences, 
um, how you're projecting forward, how you're thinking about yourself. There's that football game of the challenge of um, lower frequency versus higher frequency, shadow and light. So I, I just want to say it's perm permeated through all of us, through everything. So we walk forward uh, with a weight, kind of, and with an internally built challenge. It's, it's built in, the challenge of every moment of noticing what we prefer. <clears throat> Quick aside, if you go to therapy, and I sometimes say this, that one of the very first things you're um, gently and compassionately trained to do is to notice your preference because as we arrive into our human lifetime, we are taught not to feel. We're taught to um, completely shut down, concrete up, ice up any connection to our heart and to noticing our authentic preferences because we uh, are taught to get love from the people around us by um, living out our obligations to them and act actioning and acting in obligation to everybody around us. So if we act as they would like us to act, we get loved. So that training <clears throat> in our human self from childhood, unfortunately created a separation away from what our true, honest, genuine, in any moment preference was. So it's, it's an interesting story there, even just as the human journey. Um, anyway, so the story of shadow, uh, it's not a small thing, it's a huge thing. It's huge. And I, I do want to say that um, what I kind of was going to say a little bit earlier on is that there's the tribes, there's <clears throat> the fields of light, um, the families of light, the species, all the different sentient beings in the worlds of spirit. And I'm not, not even talking about here in human land, <clears throat> excuse me, um, but there's the species of spirit beings in in the framework of light. And even that has kind of um, soft edges <laughs> where in the worlds of light, there are many, many spirit beings that are half shadow, half light because their electromagnetics, their light fields have been touched by shadow and it's lodged as software as part of their, their energy system as well. Not a, It's not a simple subject and it's, not a simple situation. Um, and I, the other thing I want to say is that in those fields of light, there's similarly, there's fields of shadow and similarly there's hierarchies and of species and beings and sentient beings in those, in similarly in this huge field of shadow. That is a point not many people understand. So there's enormous, vast ranges echelons of shadow, structured in hierarchies, uh, fully sentient, um, and 100% focused on light to shut down light. That's, their, that's what they love to do. That's how they're wired. <clears throat> um, I sometimes, and I've learned very early on, being trained not uh, through my logic or not through theory around this whole subject, but through my spirit team sticking my nose in, <laughs> just pushing my nose in so that I learned experientially, right? So none of this is theoretical learning. <clears throat> so I just want to say that, um, oh, I was just about to say something that was really important. Might be a moment. Um, 
because I was talking about, yeah, the, the, the fields of, of shadow and how they are sentient um, and they just play together, play out together, I should say, jockey together, push against each other, rumble, you know, have challenges against each other. Um, and we as humans, we walk our path and... Um, I, what I was saying is it is not a simple situation. And um, that's right. This is what I was going to say is that many people do not understand that it's such a highly complex situation. And also that um, when the topic of shadow, you know, when we're starting to even try to understand what shadow is, um, it's important to understand that we're out of our depth with what shadow is. This is not something that we can control with our logic or that we can shut off um, and, and say, hey, it's over there, I'm over here, and um, I don't want to have anything to do with it because that just does, doesn't work. <laughs> it's just not, this whole game is not designed like that. So any human, any single individual human has got Akashic records, has got, I think, unless somebody has, this is their first lifetime and they're some <clears throat> incredible star being and, you know, but even the star beings have had experiences where they've rumbled up against shadow and they've had to make choices and they've had to get into their empowerment. Uh, it's not just the humans. It's right through all of the hierarchies. They're all learning. They're all having challenges. They're all going through uh, training themselves to get empowered. Um, most of us have had soul existences, not even just human existences, but soul existences where we were given roles, where <clears throat> shadow interacted with us. In fact, shadow has probably interacted with us just as souls. Before we started human incarnations, uh, shadow has interacted with us because it's part of training. It's part of the learning how to make choices. Um, and learning how to notice out of clarity. So the whole, it's when I first met my these these uh, creative beings, they started to use the term clarity. <clears throat> and everywhere I was driving, you'd go past garages and signs on the road saying "stay clear." And my these spirit beings would keep making me look at them. And I just, for about a decade, I didn't really understand why they made me kept looking at the sign. <clears throat> and then I realized. Um, that their term clarity, because they use human words with enormous depth uh, for them. They understand that word with such depth. Uh, so the, for them, the word clarity means having a clean lens from shadow as much as possible so that you can actually see very clearly uh, the difference between shadow and light. And the reason they make this a really big thing and a big subject as a training subject uh, is because we are enmeshed with shadow. Um, shadow is part of our, almost our DNA, our psychic DNA. Shadow is part of our Akashic records. It's just sitting in huge archives in our soul memory and it's informing and trickling into our subconscious. So we're enmeshed. And one of the reasons I quite often share about these creator beings is that they've got the ability to lift you up and above and out of range of um, that enmeshment so that that clarity can arrive 
so that you're walking, talking with unconscious competency, being able to see what shadow is and have tools and skills and um, a simple self-awareness to not allow it. Uh, so there's something they really enjoy is is teaching. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if they're going to be teaching tools today, but something they love to teach is um, skills and tools to quite quickly notice where it is inside, outside, and to reach for your spirit guides and to get them to do the work because they've got the jurisdiction, they've got the authority to quite quickly transmute, pull out huge matrices of shadow out of you or uh, or deal with a similar situation on the outside as well. Um, but to deal with it, and usually the way they deal with that <clears throat> when you're asking for help around a shadow situation is they change your wiring so that you sit more in love, so that um, your disempowerment, which is a, a frequency, so they, I forgot to mention, I've been an energy healer for 30 years, so everything is frequency for me. So they reach in and pull the frequency out so that you sit in your empowerment, take a deep breath, you feel differently, you're sitting in a different place inside of yourself, you're not, you're not feeling the, the disempowerment or the fear anymore, it's gone, they've pulled it out. Um, you're seeing differently, you're thinking differently about yourself. It's real help. Uh, it's very efficient and it's what they call real, which is another one of their words, meaning of light versus of shadow. To them, just quickly, terminology, the word real, R-E-A-L, means of light. What is real versus what is not real? Light is real and anything that is not light is not real. So beautiful, isn't it? Such simple uh, concepts and like the most important things <laughs> for us to, to start learning about, right? What is shadow and what isn't shadow? You know, when you've got a thought and in, even us as sophisticated spiritual dudes, we have thoughts that we don't recognize as shadow-based thoughts. Um, you know, a, a thought of um, hesitation, a thought of postponement, <laughs> a thought of um, <clears throat> doubt, a thought of skepticism, a thought of I'm too tired to do that. Uh, you know, I mean, you could be self-loving in that moment as well. But it's, it's worth uh, double-checking these thoughts. And, and um, just going, hey, that's a very foreign sounding thought in my mind. <laughs> or a thought of um, everything's getting too much, overwhelm. Or a thought of, I don't know, I'm just trying to think, you know, just the whole litany, the whole list of these types of very, very subtle, it's like the beginning. You know, when you've got a leak in your bathroom and you see a little bit of water coming out <laughs> underneath underneath the door it's like what's that <laughs> it's like that catching it it's like because it's just it's just trying to introduce its frequency it happens to me or you know every day I'm I'm onto it I'm I'm observing it and what I'm observing is the resonance behind the thought it's like is that a disempowered moment because behind that is um, usually as an energy system here as, as humans Usually there's a big patch of shadow um, either near me in the quantum or in me. 
right? And it's just drip fed a tiny little <laughs> indicator. And I'm picking it up as a thought that's a tiny bit unusual. Um, and it's a tiny bit disempowered. So as an energy, as an energy worker, as an energy healer, uh, I'm curious and interested about that because I'm used to reaching for my, my spirit mentor in that moment or a spirit guide and, and asking them to take a look because they can see my quantum. They can see my electromagnetics. I go, ah, there it is. You know, or can you guys scan around me in the quantum? Is there something that's standing near me has arrived, right? Just letting you guys know that we are walking, talking physical humans, but we're walking in a quantum experience, in, a, in an energetic experience that is full of both shadow and light. It's interacting with us. And why do all this? To get on top of it, to get smart about, about what's interacting with you at any moment, to get clinical and technical a little bit about it so you're not scared about it. So you're just saying, oh, it's just an energy that can be dealt with by these master energy technicians in the world of spirit. They instantly can see what's there. Um, if you've not met me before and this is sort of new for you, this is what I talk about all the time, is reaching for your spirit <clears throat> technician support teams excuse me, and um, asking them to scan quickly and pull something out of you. It's just quick, efficient. They do it real fast. And, you know, it's just people who start doing my work, they just start learning that it's a normal thing to do. You just know that you're walking in this virtual reality experience of being human and they're around you. Your spirit mentors are around you um, helping, kind of like, you know, <laughs> And it's a smart thing to just to turn to them a lot. It's not a disempowered thing to turn to them a lot. It's a very smart thing. We've got a lot of work to do in this lifetime to build our light. That's the only reason we've come, is to build our light, clean ourselves up so that we can hold really nice, clear, strong light and radiate that out into the world, whether it's through the tone of your voice, whether it's through your words, whether it's through an art form, whether it's through just who you are, sitting at home, talking to the grocery checkout person, um, keeping your resonance clean. Uh, because you holding light is everything. Um, that's the job at hand because it's changing the electromagnetics and the quantum for the collective. So that's, that's your number one job, your number one purpose. And, you know, there's no, um, I'm not quite sure what the word is. It's like... Um, there's no problem with just grabbing the hand of a spirit technician at any moment, at the drop of a hat, and getting them to take a look and to clean you up at any moment as you just are walking through your life, through your day, so that you're staying in an internal um, clarity point. So you're staying in that sweet spot, empowered, clear, can see. Um, let's just see what else. So it's a huge story. The shadow story is not a small thing. Um, having done <clears throat> a bit of therapy, quite a bit of therapy, I'm very aware of the self-responsibility, self-awareness model of um, <clears throat> taking a point of awareness. I just want to quickly say this. Taking a point of awareness to a wound 
in our subconscious and our unconscious and holding our awareness on that wound so that the wound opens and relaxes and heals. Um, I'm, as an energy worker, work with all the matrices under the wound that's holding the wound, the unconscious wound, the emotional wound, the trauma, that's holding it in place. So I was listening to Gabor Mate, one of the, one of the forefront, you know, in, in, um, people that speak about wounding and trauma. And um, even he knows that his own childhood trauma still regurgitates, still comes up, still kicks in. But just mentioning this in this framework that um, I'm curious and interested and passionate about working on the matrices that hold the trauma in place in the etheric. Um, the soul memories, the soul reaction in that moment, uh, the shadow tribes that created that wounding uh, and getting all of my spirit teams to renegotiate that moment with all the shadow consciousnesses that were involved in that moment of trauma. Guys, just helping you understand that this is not a um, just a, a 3D human thing. When a human has a moment of trauma, there is vast armies of shadow involved in that moment. It's a cricket bat moment, bang, where uh, usually there's a human, sometimes there's a human involved standing in front of you as a portal, bringing high authority, high jurisdiction shadow through them towards your beautiful auric field. Um, the human is being has been pushed out of the way and that shadow is controlling that human. And this is quite a controversial thing to describe in this moment. I just have to say, guys, sorry about this, but I'm just, I think it's important to describe it. For some reason, I'm, it's like, okay, this is the moment to describe this. So everybody understands. <clears throat> and so um, the human's being pushed to one side, the, the human soul, that the, whoever's standing in front of you, who is, traumatizing you in some way. And so that it's high jurisdiction shadow that's coming towards you, that's impacting you and your emotions, that's impacting, that's touching your own wounding, actually. Psychically, it's traveling into your own wounds and flicking those open so that you're slightly out of control as well. But the other thing is that uh, the shadow frequency is downloading into your auric field. So this high jurisdiction shadow is downloading into your own auric field and is um, creating a cache a, um, a field of shadow that embeds itself. And if that uh, shadow patch of shadow frequency isn't pulled out, it stays there and informs you for the rest of your life. So it creates that bedrock where trauma sits, where human emotional trauma sits. Um, and in therapy, you can go there with your conscious awareness and relax it and open it. But there's a whole spirit world that needs to be negotiated, a whole sort of energy fabric underneath it that needs to be renegotiated, transmuted, re um, sort of like new light put into that, into that matrix underneath the wound. Um, and then all of the healing from that point onwards, traveling upwards happens. And that platform changes of from the, from the trauma, from the wound, from the memory. It's much easier uh, to heal 
more 100% from a trauma using um, those complementary modalities. So both therapy awareness and etheric renegotiation and etheric healing as well. Okay, so shadow wounds. Okay, so the moral of the story from that, that little piece is that shadow wounds <clears throat> and it creates trauma, it creates sadness, it creates fear, it creates like a, a habit of fear, right? And that fear informs our thoughts and it informs our, our box that we live in and our framework and our self-perception, how we view ourselves. So it really starts to control who we think we are. The, and this is, as lightworkers, this is incredibly relevant, which is um, we all know that um, that the more that we marinate in front of spiritual teachers <laughs> and listen to spiritual teachings, learn, marinate in meditation, marinate in light, right? The more we just let light come in, um, the more practices we have that let light in, yoga, um, physical exercise, um, just beauty as, an, as a practice, whatever practice that we have, uh, letting light in is incredibly important <clears throat> um, to create strength and to create um, empowerment and flexibility. Um, people talk about metabolic flexibility, which is the ability, anyway, it doesn't matter, we're not gonna go into that, it's just a term at the moment, uh, but the flexibility to stay in light meaning that there's competency there, meaning that you've got your tools, you've got your skills, you know that you've got your spirit teams to, to help you, um, competency um, and, and the feeling of empowerment. So you know what to do. You know how to work with yourself and you know how to work with frequency <clears throat> and you know what it is. Incredibly important. Um, I was going somewhere just before and I'm just, I've just lost my track. <sighs> Just trying to remember. Um, might be a moment. It's such an incredible subject. I just, I really enjoy talking about it because it's not talked about very much and I just know so much about it. So <clears throat> I just want to say that um, shadow creates wounding. And yes, there's that. Um, the partnership of the self-awareness practices, light practices, um, but then there comes a time when we have to actually stick our nose into the etheric, into the worlds of spirit, to take a look at what the originating force was behind any trauma, the originating force, and use our spirit teams to deal with that. That's the big, that's the big, statement right there um, so yes the, you've got responsibility you've got the ability because you've got your your spirit teams and spirit helpers to do that work so it is a responsible thing it's like yes i can do it um, <clears throat> but it's not a small subject everyone this is not about only placing your conscious awareness on your wounding that's that's a small piece of it um, there's a very big world out there in the worlds of spirit. It's much bigger than our conscious awareness. 
really is. And so that's the that's a, one of the big um, messages for today. It's a very big world in the worlds of shadow. And hey, I'm going to just jump into a global point of view here quickly. Agendas. What's the agenda of shadow? Well, the agenda of shadow is to capture as many human consciousnesses as possible so that the projection through a shadow lens of humans um, is played out on a global scale on that collective movie screen because it creates an echo chamber, an amplification. Collective, can you imagine that? A collective lens that's populated by shadow, that's influenced by shadow, where the reaction is, the decisions, the points of view are colored by shadow um, through so many human individuals and let alone the leaderships <clears throat> and their decision-making and creating an echo chamber of fear, creating, we all know this, we've heard about this for years, echo chamber of disempowerment um, and all of that then if we are to step back and be those big angelic selves, we can see that that then creates collective realities, which are humming at a resonance point, whether it's a lower resonance point or a higher resonance point, empowered or disempowered. Uh, and shadow, obviously it's just set up that way as a software. We all know that software's just run, <laughs> you know, and, Shadow was set up to just do its best to dominate over light. And maybe that gives you a feeling of, I'm not going to let it do that. Good. <laughs> That's good. I want you to have that feeling. <laughs> we just watched Avatar the other day, uh, Avatar 2, and one walks out of the theatre with a big message in one's heart, if anyone's seen it. And the message is stand up to, even if it's an overwhelming opponent, stand up. Uh, so it was lovely. I love that. And, and this is the message here today, stand up to, to that frequency. And don't think that this lifetime is all there is because you, you travel between lifetimes, you travel over lifetimes, above lifetimes, you travel beyond lifetimes, you are much more than this lifetime. Uh, and so that is an interesting point of view. And then you see your lifetime as a little blip, as a small, you know, little blip that it is. And then you pour much more of your love, your joy, your light into this lifetime with this deep, stable, strength of I know who I am and I am going to stand up <laughs> stand up to something that I'm the story that I'm telling I'm saying <clears throat> it's a um, an opponent that's a lot bigger than our human consciousness than our human logic this is the other message that I'm giving a long long time ago many de decades ago um someone that I knew who was a spiritual teacher locally, just locally, very smart. We were just walking down the beach together and I was talking, I'm not quite sure why, 
topic of shadow came up and this person went, oh, shadow's not a problem. You just do this, this, and this. And I kind of, and I didn't, wasn't sure what to say because in that moment, I realized that this person actually wasn't aware of what shadow really was. Um, it's, and, I, and I do want to say it's dangerous because it's very smart. And so we have to have our wits about us, very much like in Avatar 2, just smart onto it, seeing what it is, not letting it creep in, doing the creep. <laughs> and and just start um, start driving our systems, whether it's disempowerment, creeping in, making us feel small. This is what I was going to say earlier on. Um, lightworkers, the moment of awakening, you know, cracking out of the enmeshment of shadow, cracking out of the um, not remembering who we are. Right. The more you you clean your etheric the more you remember yourself as soul, right? So another huge motivation. There's, there's just this basic dynamic of the less shadow is in your Akashic records, is in your etheric, in energy bodies, your soul bodies, the less shadow, which means being in front of these spirit technicians a lot and getting them to clean you up a lot over time, over the years, um, you wake up and you remember yourself as that huge being of light and you feel that empowerment. You sit in that comfortably and a little bit more relaxed and on top of it, on top of the reality of life rather than underneath it and at the effect of it. Loren, I've said a lot there. Any comments from you? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just feeling the empowerment in those words, the clarity in those words, and the whole world has shadow. Every person has shadow. I would see that there are spiritual people trained in this that may be able to rise above it, but wow, it seems like it's a long road ahead of us, but yet it could be simple. So a question that comes up is, I mean, I love the phrase flexibility to stay in light. That's really what we're being shown to do here with the shadow. And we're being helped with the beautiful realms of our guides that will help lift us out of that energy or help us understand the resonance of that energy. Yet some may not know to ask their guides. As you said in the beginning, we are not alone. So if we are conscious of this, aware of shadow, maybe we forget to ask our guides, forget to reach out for the hand of our guides. Are they still helping us along the way? Or is that a necessary component? It's um to ask. It makes all the difference, actually. If okay. your conscious mind, your logical mind turns to your spirit guides in a logical conscious moment, 
not unconsciously, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually a really good point, Lorraine. So if, so I guess a big message I'm giving because I've been playing with them now for over three decades. So a really big message I'm giving to everybody watching this is it is important to turn to your spirit guides and talk to them and give them instructions. Okay, so that action is important to turn your attention to your spirit guides and ask them to intervene, to action something themselves in you. That is important. Actually, it's a 90 out of 100 importance. Um, and so the alternative, and something you're describing, Loren, very, very important topic here is, okay, so what value is there to just rumbling through your life, trudging, head down, just dealing with every, everything every day? We're all very busy. And hopefully those guides will be doing their thing anyway, right? Just because they're just standing around the virtual movie chair because <clears throat> you've got all your helmet on, your virtual reality helmet on in this life. That's what I'm talking about. You're in this life. It's like a virtual reality experience. And all of your guides are standing around. And you're hoping, well, you're in the middle of the experience and that they'll intervene. So <clears throat> it's not enough. That's what I'm saying. They will make a huge effort to come around the front of your attention and um, try and put something in front of you to trigger your realization that you could ask for help or where you've got to make a big decision or that some awareness comes to you. You know, they, they will make a big effort. <clears throat> but are you hearing me? It's like the oil, the grease and the cogs. Gee, it's easier. If you put your conscious attention and you start getting used to this, of putting your conscious attention to them quickly, logically, deliberately, with your attention, and you instruct them. Something I learned right at the very beginning they taught me is to instruct them. Because the detailed scientists, these are light scientists, and they want to create the result you're asking for. And so they need to even intervene on certain levels, they need your permission. <clears throat> so an instruction is a permission. And so there's, they're telling me to say, there's a partnership involved here. Your conscious human self, uh, <clears throat> in a moment of any kind of a challenge, just referring back to what we were talking about right at the beginning, this 2023 is going to be uh, moment after moment of, not all the time, but there's going to be challenges throughout this year. <clears throat> and I, I get the feeling that the background matrices are stirring and um, self-recognition, self-awareness, moments of decision-making, excuse me. Um, they're going to, it's sort of built into the rolling experience of 2023 uh, of challenges coming up. Uh, and so... Very, very important, everyone. It just makes it smoother in your private individual life if you have on board the knowledge, um, the habit in your mind, just like brushing your teeth. It's a habit, hopefully every morning. The habit throughout your day to turn to your guide and ask them to intervene, um, to scan, to transmute. And you can point to something in yourself that's uncomfortable. Guys, this is un uncomfortable at the moment. My thoughts are uncomfortable. My feelings are uncomfortable. Something. I even, 
bit controversial. If, if I'm going for a power walk around my neighborhood and my left knee starts hurting for no reason, just out of the blue, I ask my guides to take a look at the energy matrix in my knee. And within a few moments, they've pulled out something that's energetically sitting there. Usually it's a little entity. They'll pull it out. <clears throat> it's like a little patch of energy and absolutely no problem with my knee from that point onwards. I'm just saying it's, it's, I'm just getting support from these technicians as I walk through my day. And I'm offering you an option to make your life easier. Uh, and, and because this is one of the big messages in the quantum, inside, outside, shadow is just part of the mix. And it's doing stuff. It's doing stuff to our bodies. It's doing stuff to our minds, our attitudes, our feelings, our emotions, our reactions, our lens constantly. Um, and so it's smart to kind of play with that, to have an experiment. How can I clean my lens for the day? How can I keep my lens clear for the day? How can I keep myself in equilibrium for the day? Um, something I do if I've been out and I've been hanging out with people and just had a busy day, I come home and I, I feel a little bit, um, what's the word, frayed at the edges. I lie down on my bed for five minutes. I just lie down, go horizontal, close the door. And I ask the teams to come in and just tidy me up, clean me up, pull out anything. And I jump off my bed and I'm, oh, just sitting back in my comfort zone inside myself. I do that all the day. I mean, uh, anytime I need to. It's just part of my routine. It's how I operate. You know, you can just go into your car, sit in your car and close your eyes and ask, you, ask your teens. Um, if you're out and about, you can just go into a bathroom. That <laughs> sounds crazy, isn't it? Stand up in the, in the bathroom or something. And I don't know, just have a moment where you just, nobody around, close your eyes and let the teams come in and just, Tidy, tidy up your auric field and clean you up and snap you back to your true, true self. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've answered so many questions. Uh, there were questions that came up from our audience and those who asked those questions, we hope that your answer is clear here. You are making this very clear, Alicia. It's not, it's not a spiritual bypass to call on our guides or our higher self. And you mentioned the word partnership. It is a partnership. And therefore we are not giving up our free will or we're not losing our free will. Rather, it is, it, we're actually gaining free will. We're actually learning how to use our free will in our favor. So that feels really good. And as I mentioned, okay, so there's shadow. You're someone who clearly recognizes the energetics of shadow and takes actions to clean it up and clear it out. So do you still have wounding yourself? Are hmm. there still layers within you? Or are you pretty clean? Um, it's just... Okay, so my spirit teams are confirming because I'm. I was just checking in that moment. Um, they're confirming that my big soul Akashic record wounds have been cleaned. 
which is a relief. We worked on that in the in the first decade of my hanging out with them, uh, and I've been with them for over three decades, um, which is great. And I just quickly want to say um, for everyone, there's about I often say this, but as an energy healer, I've worked with this quite a bit. So there's about five to seven. And you and I, Lorraine, we've talked about this too. Huge, huge soul wounds from big lifetimes where something, uh, a big responsibility that crashed, you know, wounds. So that we've got really big ones. Um, so those really big ones have been cleaned up in me. Um, let me just see. I've got competency around therapy as well with self-awareness. Um, so I've got those kind of schools, skills and tools as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I match and, you know, I sort of just bring in uh, all the tools. Many of you guys watching this have got lots of lots of modalities and skills and tools that you can use. But in the end, um, just remember, underneath everything is an energy matrix. Underneath everything is a huge energy world, huge, huge spirit world, huge, <laughs> eternal spirit world. It just keeps traveling on forever. <laughs> guys, we can't ignore it. And it interpenetrates us. The quantum interpenetrates us. Um, so the question is, have I got wounds? I haven't got the big wounds anymore. And this is, oh, my God, I'm so grateful. You know, there's just such a, what's the word, um, elevation and bounciness. It's not quite the right word. Uh, I was trying to find the, the English word that, for that. So, so there's uh, integrity. You know, the, the scaffolding has got integrity. <clears throat> it's strong, which I just so love. So, I'm so grateful for. Anyway, that's the answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, so, strength, mm. fortitude. Yes, you are fortified. You are fortified. So, this is good news here. And it really makes it clear our journey moving forward and being bold um, to being strong enough to look at it, to being courageous enough to look at it remembering the assistance that we have from the spirit world who is guiding us as well. So um, one last question here, and then we're gonna talk about ways that people can work with the tools that you offer. The higher self, the higher self, can you shed some light on the higher self and maybe guides that work with us? Do we need just one? Do we work with the whole team? Hmm, self. Let me just think about that for a moment. Yeah. You know, my spirit teams are saying, um, <clears throat> excuse me. You can definitely work with your higher self, but your higher self hasn't got the competencies of these master scientists um, who are trained for eons and eons and eons in um, competency around frequency and around light. Our higher selves have got different levels of competency and, and learning from existences, soul existences, human existences. But in the worlds of spirit, there are tribes who have specialities and your spirit mentors have specialities, uh, especially when you're listening to me, my auric field and my partnerships in the world of spirit. So 
all the spirit teams that I've partnered with as an energy worker, and there's many, 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 many different types of spirit tribes and, and um, spirit technicians going all the way up to high authority to more mundane, mundane uh, human level, those who uh, work with closer to the physical body, with the emotions, um, with past lives. There's many different competencies and specialities. Just letting you guys know, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention <laughs> that your spirit guides aren't just one type of spirit guide. <laughs> There's nearly unlimited flavors of spirit guides, guys, <laughs> with different specialities and expertise. Did I not mention that? <laughs> anyway, um, and what I want to say is that because you're listening to me, um, in the world of spirit, it's like a huge internet. And uh, they all know that you're listening to me because your auric field on that internet just got connected to my website, <laughs> which is my auric field, right? So you guys are now connected to my teams. And, um, and this is the main point. <laughs> There's now this huge river of energy and of love from my teams to you, to your auric field. That's a really big deal, actually, because <laughs> I've spent decades finding all these guys and them tapping me on the shoulder and me shaking hands with them and then starting to work with them and getting training them how to work with humans, right? Because <laughs> I've never been human. They're so high up, high authority. <clears throat> guys, anyway, the point is that you are now on the receiving end of many of the teams that I work with. And in your mind, remember instructions, um, it's useful to do them in English. There are many times when I'm teaching people to be telepathic with the worlds of spirit, and I talk about sometimes not even using, not even using any language and just shooting a feeling towards them. So I'm going to say the opposite today. I'm going to say, use your language in your prefrontal cortex and your logical mind and instruct from language. So with a nice clear sentence of instruction, because <clears throat> it really helps with your clarity because you've, you've got to form the words, you've got to think about them, what you're going to say. And that helps build like a momentum behind your words of decision-making and clarity about what you want. The spirit technicians get that, they catch it like a basketball and they go, right, we've got permission. They're specific, they love specificity. Uh, and they, with their laser consciousness, start going in and start working. Um, and for those of you who've not met me before and who haven't jumped into courses, um, just want to say um, a fast way to access my teams is to just use the code word, you know, Alicia, Alicia's spirit teams, Alicia's spirit technicians. It doesn't matter, but if you use the word Alicia, um, they know who I am, they know who you are, and they will arrive. It's, again, big internet. They're following the flows. They're following the flows of your intention inside yourself as you're saying that. So, um, yeah, so definitely use that, by the way. Um, I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> you have answered it. Thank you. It was really uh, about the higher self. And um, that really, it really does explain the assistance that we have, the, ah. assist, the very, the, 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 the great help that we have. And it's beyond a soul level experience that we get this help from. And so as, as you were describing, you know, the, the great beings that, that you work with that can come to us when 
when we call on them with those code words that you use, that you offered, can we also use this to assist other people in our lives, in our family, our children, our spouses, our relatives, friends, loved ones? Or do they need to be responsible in this journey for themselves? Definitely, if um, <clears throat> generally speaking, I suggest um, it's a I'm sorry, my brain's going all over the place. Um, it's all about the heart. If you're connected to someone, family member, someone you love, and you know they need help, it's very much like praying for them, prayer. I'm getting more and more interested in that word prayer. Um, however, you're not being vague when you turn your attention as a prayer for someone. In this case, we're not being vague and just turning vaguely to the world's of spirit, right? Or to God or to angels. We're being specific. We're calling on specific tribes of beings. Very important, guys. <laughs> not just anyone shows up. And, um, and I want to say that, yeah, it's very much from your heart, your hope, your prayer, your wish for someone to upgrade to some kind of assistance for that person. Um, and so if it's important to your heart, yes, use these terms uh, on behalf of that person in your mind. It's just like praying for them. Um, and connect with those teams, with your teams. Have a moment that's deliberate, conscious, quiet. You turn your attention to the teams and then in, using language, talk to them about this person. They will take a moment. It's, an, it's a soup, an energy soup. Their attention goes from you and they're searching in the internet for the energy of that person. And they'll, because you're connected to that person, they will find it. <clears throat> they'll find the energy of that person and they'll just start looking at that energy of the person. And your instruction, your language instruction to them is, <clears throat> can you help them in some way? Can you add light to that person's aura, right? To, can you uplift that person? Now, these teams will make a decision about what angle they start working on. <laughs> realities, internal energetics, just so many different things they could be looking at. But yeah, suffice to say, absolutely, if it's a big heart connection, heart is what they read, that's their language, the energy of the heart, the feeling of the heart. So um, in that moment, use that heart energy and let them feel your love for that person. And they'll just go, they'll, they'll say, we'll do it, right? They normally don't, like the levels of the high authority beings that I work with, they normally don't, <clears throat> but it's up to them to choose, up to them to choose. Okay. Feeling, I'm feeling the empowerment from this. I'm feeling the freshness of it, the, the clarity of the words that you shared today. And I'm feeling the resonance of the creator beings who are assisting us. And I know that those who are watching and listening are actually doing this work right now, doing this, calling on them right now. And, and we're looking at areas in our lives that we can use these tools. And so we are in deep gratitude to you and the creator beings, Alicia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so 
one way for people to work and, and access tools to assist in this process and realization, self-realization and uh, honoring the light, the commitment to light that I know we all have the commitment to light. We incarnated saying, I've got the commitment to light, but this issue of shadow, there are tools that we can work with. And this is a great time now to talk about a special offer that you've put together for our audience. It is Stay Strong Soul Training. <laughs> can you share with us the link for this? I'm going to put it in our chat line. But this is a beautiful course, a beautiful way that people can go deeper here and learn these tools. Share with us. Yes. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Thank you so much. And just thank you, everyone, for being present on this call and listening to the subject. It's not an easy subject. And um, the, my spirit teams are so funny. They're giving me a picture of somebody swimming in a swimming pool. Like you go to a swimming pool and you think it's safe, but there's sharks in the water. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, I've got to deal with this. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Just saying. It's a, it's, an, it's a situation and life becomes easier when you get onto it, right? And you, it's just part of what you do. You just tools, skills, and you're just onto it. Okay. Stay Strong is a collection of practices, trainings. Uh, essentially, it's talking about how to get onto it. And we've talked about it a little bit today. Uh, and these are trainings, lectures, amazing collection. Near the end, there's three beautiful soul healings where you're facilitated with the worlds of spirit that you can dive into uh, about 30 minute um, beautiful soul field he healings with spirit technicians um, as part of this package uh, near the beginning are incredible trainings and lectures by the creator beings helping your soul sort of get clear and awake to the situation and just reminding it that it's not alone and your competency as a light worker relies on this, right? So the very first uh, module, very first training is called Lightworkers, a clarion call for your full potential. And Lorraine, you were just talking about that where this whole topic is about tools, it's about skills. And it is so that we walk forward in our full potential as a lightworker. Uh, this is about awakening to your power as a light worker right standing strong firmly on the ground right as a light worker with tons of skills uh, so powerful powerful trainings here um, the second one is a, an entire teaching and training on what stops you fulfilling your soul purpose and going into the detail of that um, very 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 powerful training i'm just skimming over the top guys but just so that you know, this is a collection focused in on this topic and giving you tools and skills. <clears throat> also, inside these trainings, we take you into processes and journeys with tribes of spirit healers who are specialists in dealing with shadow. Uh, and so you're going to meet these tribes and build relationships and partnerships with them. And that is what's really exciting because that starts um, an incredible uh, sort of um, designed framework where you know who you're calling on and you know that those that you're calling on are super powerful 
with dealing with shadow on your side. They're on your side. They will bend over backwards. They are telling me to say right now, they'll bend over backwards to support you. So inside these trainings are moments with these tribes of spirit technicians where you meet them, where you practice with them, get to know them, um, you know, hug them, spend time with them, get to know them. And they are on board with you from that point onwards. Very, very powerful. There's a beautiful module in here, step-by-step -step auric management, which just takes you through step-by-step -step daily practices, how to work with your aura. Um, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful training, that one. Just gorgeous. There's also a module, uh, which is a really powerful one, which outlines how to manage disturbance energy. And many people find this particular module, this particular training and teaching inside the Stay Strong package, this particular one, so valuable for them because it talks about indicators. What indicators in you, an indicator when you see somebody else, indicators in someone else of shadow being present. Um, and again, tools and inside processes uh, where you meet these partnerships, create partnerships with these spirit tribes that will then work for you, work with you, work for you. There's a couple of videos, uh, interviews where I go into a lot more depth about what shadow really is um, from a couple of different points of view. Again, we're just diving into this uh, topic, into this focus of what shadow is so that you know what you're dealing with. And it's important as a light worker, as you walk forward as a light worker, uh, to take the, oh, what is it? You take the veil off, you know, to take the, um, the scales off uh, and to understand what it is that you're dealing with. And then the three different beautiful spirit surgeries, which are completely dedicated and um, focused in on soul field healing. Uh, the very first one is healing heart weariness, beautiful surgical healing, working in your heart chakra. The second one, uh, when you're in there with the spirit teams and the spirit technicians, um, the focus is then scanning for a self-doubt in yourself. And they will look very specifically to a patch of frequency in you. But then the long tail, the big iceberg under the ocean of where that's coming from inside yourself, a big self-doubt. And that's designed to sort of crack the shell of a box that you might be sitting in so that you step out of that and, and see yourself differently afterwards. Isn't that fascinating? I love that. Uh, very similarly, the third spirit surgery is healing a block to self-value, a painful block to self-value. Um, and this is so important again, to self-value, how you value yourself, how you perceive yourself a little bit different to the self-doubt, very specific, a block to self-value. So when you're in front of the spirit surgeon, technician teams inside this process, um, you will be noticing inside yourself any kind of feeling of lacking of self-value. And as soon as you put your attention on that inside yourself, they are tracking it in the matrix. Two, can you hear how technical this is for them? It's just a, they're neutral about it. They're just going in and finding um, a sort of, yeah, a kind of patch of energy 
and it's circumstantial. There'll be a circumstances or a series of circumstances or a theme from past lives. They'll be just looking at all that where you've got a block to self-value. It's so beautiful and compassionate, isn't it? Just this putting you back up on your pedestal, <laughs> not in that negative way, but just putting you back onto the platform that this is your birthright to be standing solidly in light, in self-love, in self-value. That's what these are about. Just so beautiful. There's a couple of bonuses. So I, I did a big question and answer um, live event and it just drilled into so much about this as well. It's just very juicy. That's added as a bonus content. I think it's about an hour conversation there. And also I've added in a bonus of <clears throat> something that I um, presented a little while back of uh, doing, there's a lot of people who don't understand <clears throat> how to bring their heart into their business and how to generate um, an income for yourself if you're a beautiful angel soul specifically this this bonus is a little package of training for angel souls who just don't understand how to get themselves out there and build a business around their beautiful soft loving gentle energy and it's talking about that and how the simplicity of it and the honoring of that and how actually <clears throat> the entire world is hungry for your energy for very specific reasons and how to monetize the beauty of your heart. So that's there as a bonus as well. Gosh, Loren, that's the package. Wow, what a beautiful collection. Oh my gosh, feeling into it. It's exciting. What a beautiful collection of powerful tools that will assist us in the energetics of those matrices that are holding us back. Um, the self-value, the, the, the entire world is waiting for our light and our love, and we've got this. So thank you. Very exciting. We've got comments coming in of people who've taken your course. It's enormous. It's <laughs> beautiful. It's very helpful. We are so appreciative for that. Thank you. Again, the link is right here in the description of this video or wherever you're listening to us on this program. And um, check it out. You can read more about it and just sensing into it with your heart, you'll know how good it feels. Powerful tools for everyone. The world is waiting. Okay. Alicia, I love you and the creator beings and the empowerment that we've received today. I think we, when I mentioned in the beginning that it felt like we time traveled forward to that moment of challenge. We did that all along as we were with you today and we've already self-corrected this journey as we learn really how to hold more light, be flexible in the light and do not let shadow creep in. I know there's some cleanup to do within all of us, past lives and all of that, but just knowing that the creator beings and the high level spirit beings are assisting us tracking just by looking into our body and tracking where that wounding comes from or where that self-doubt comes from. Um, there's a program of caring what other people think. A lot of light workers have this or not wanting to be seen. And just to know that it's being worked on when we ask and when we 
do that work, that inner work. And we have the help now. And so the questions of, are we giving our power away, depending on our guides or these beings? No, we're not. It is a partnership and it is so beautiful and it is so pure. It is our birthright and welcome home everyone to this. Alicia, we are honored and so grateful once again for you being here. And we'll see you again throughout this year, but you have really set us on course. We are on fire. We are on fire. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you so much, everyone. Absolutely on fire. I really loved your term, self-correcting this journey. That says it all, actually. Self-correcting this journey. Yeah, we can do this. We can we got do this. this. Yeah. <laughs> Call on your spirit guides. Use the tools and change our world, everyone. Thank you, Alicia. And thank you, everyone, from our sacred heart to yours. We love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm excited this information has been given today. I sit on it and don't talk about it that much, uh, but it needs to be at the forefront. It really needs to be the, at the forefront of our minds and um, actioning it and working with it every day, everyone. Balls in your court. <laughs> Not really. You know, we're, we're, there's partnerships. That's the other thing I want to leave everybody with. Partnerships. You're not alone. Self-correcting with partnerships. Namaste, so, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for being a new earth leader. You are, and we love you. Thank you, Alicia. Namaste. Bye. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.